I was going to quote the old phrase of, uh, what is it, uh, lies, lies, and damn statistics or something like that. Um, because when you get into the guts of statistics, they are just sheer numbers. And yes, they can be totally turned upside down and manipulated. Um, but then you get into a zone like this report falls into, in my view, where if you don't have a baseline, it's kind of hard to compare things. But it does paint a disturbing portrait of lethal force used by Canadian police officers. And the insistence in this report is that 2022 was the dead year on record for people who died in police-related incidents. Here to provide some perspective is crime specialist Mark Mendelson, former homicide detective with Toronto Police Service. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, John. All right, so what's your first impression having gone over aspects of this report? Well, I haven't seen the report. I have seen the news article. Yeah. Um, and, and you're and you're right, John. Uh, it, it is it is lacking in a way because statistics are statistics. They are numbers. But, you know, this talks about lethal force. It talks about even like in, in terms of Toronto, that since 2000, uh, you know, th- there has been a, a disproportionate number of, of black and indigenous people that have been shot and killed by the police. I think it's about 27 percent. And that those two communities actually represent closer to closer to nine percent of, of, of our community. What's missing in here, John, and on their own admission, at least in terms of the article, is that this is still a work in progress. It's not complete. You know, the first thing that strikes me is that the the name of the study is Tracking Injustice. And, you know, so you're automatically going to that place, you know, drawing the assumption that it, you know, these shootings were not justifiable. But they admit in the report that there is no context. We don't know the circumstances of each of these involved shootings with the police and and black and indigenous communities. If you don't know the context, then you're left to almost draw the conclusion that the shooting was not justifiable. So there's, there's no backstory to it. There's no synopsis. There's, there's no indication whether the officers were charged or not, whether they were cleared by the SIU. What were the circumstances? Was the person shot armed with a firearm? Had he shot at the police? So in, in, in one example in the report, they go, uh, you know, they take the, uh, the situation we had up in Richmond Hill where the, the condo owner, sort of went off the dial, shot about five or six people in the condo board and other residents in the condo, and then turned to the police with a gun and were were shot and killed. If you don't know that story, then you read it and and, and it's just another bad shoot by the police. So my problem is that we, we just... We just don't know the stories. And if you, if you do know the background behind it, you may have a different view of why the shooting took place. Interesting to note that since, uh, I believe, since probably 2000, this study only deals with one shooting in Toronto where the officer was actually charged and convicted. And that's uh, Sammy Yatim, and the jury has spoken, and we, we have no problems with that verdict at all. Um, but we But we just don't know. What, what 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 was the background behind the whole thing? And were the you know I'd, I'd like to see how many of these officers were investigated by the SIU and cleared, or or other provincial you know oversight bodies in in, in Canada that investigate these these police involved shootings. Without that, it's hard for me to to take anything out of this report that we don't already know. You know, Chief Raymer back then clearly admitted that there's a problem in Toronto with black and indigenous 
people and the disproportionate involvement they have with the police. That's already been conceded. But when you read this and on their own admission, the authors say they're, they, they're lacking a lot of detail. It sort of leaves me up in the air saying, yeah, it's a bunch of numbers. Now what? Now what do you do with it? Um, I wanted to ask you something else, actually, on a related file, and that stems from a discussion we've been having on the show this week about a guy who got promoted a couple of years ago during the pandemic to police superintendent, and it has been revealed by activists, well, not revealed necessarily, but highlighted that he was involved in two fatal police incidents and one alleged beating. I observed on the show earlier this week that I knew some cops who have never actually drawn their weapon, and I was just very curious, in the the line of duty did you ever unholster your gun yes absolutely i mean but you know i have to bear in mind as well i was an undercover drug officer for a number of years so that was a you know i'm not de- we're not dealing with kids selling ice cream uh lots of search warrants i mean even in uniform as a supervisor you're going down a a back alley chasing somebody that you know you, you think has been reported that he's you know brandished a firearm you're going to have your gun out that's just part of being a, a, a you know a police officer in, in a large metropolitan city like toronto so yeah it does happen what you know the the backstory to rick shank is uh you know optics are are not great here you know full disclosure i have met him i met him probably 25 30 years ago i wouldn't know him now if he walked in the door um but having said that um you know, we also have to remember, and I'm not justifying this promotion, John, in any way, okay, but on one of the, on one of the shootings, he was cleared by the SIU. On the second shooting, he was charged with, with manslaughter. The jury was hung. There was a retrial, and he was acquitted. So if you're looking at it, you know, on, on a statistics level and on, on a base level, you know, one can easily say, well, he's never been convicted of anything. Uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, racial injustice, prejudice, things of that nature. Having said all that, professional standards is a pretty unique uh, unit within the Toronto Police Service. You know, it's, you know, for those that don't know, that's essentially internal affairs. And they deal, they deal with, uh, you know, police conduct, things of that nature, criminality, breaches of, you know, uh, protocols and practices, things like that. Is this the man that you want sitting in there? Well, he, he, he went through the hoops. He went through the interview process. He, he, you know, the promotion was approved by the police services board, and he's never been convicted of any criminal offenses. So there's two sides to the argument, and everybody's going to fall on one side or the other. I don't think anybody's going to be in, agree- in agreement at the end of the day. Thank you, sir. Great to have you. Have a good morning. Have a great weekend.